at the signals for the Baltimore Colts. Unitas gives to Amici. The Colts are the world champions. Amici scores. That's amazing. Sensational. Dramatic. Heart-rending. Exciting. Thrilling finish in the history of college football. California has won the big game. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. This is Phil Steele. This is Mike Burnham. This is West Durham. This is Mike Ashley. Woo, mercy. This is handsome Jimmy Vance, the boogie-woogie man. Hey, guys. I'm ESPN's Marty Smith, and you're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Are you ready to rock? Are you ready to rock? The Doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network, 101.7, 103.5, and 1460. Simulcasting on 710 WFNR. Streaming online at WRADradio.com and the tune-in app for your phone. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. Now your host, Rick Watson. Rick Watson. Monday here on the program. Hope you're okay. Coming off your Super Bowl weekend. And the snow that wasn't. Darn. But that didn't stop our school systems from deciding to send the kids late today and Many regions will go over the delays and closings for um, I'm not really sure what, other than maybe the administrators and teachers were having a Super Bowl party and they knew they'd be a little hungover this morning. I'm not really sure. Call us up on the Baker Team Hotline, 639-4900. Text line is open at 744-2990. Rick at New River Radio. Of course, uh, the Super Bowl yesterday, the Chiefs win their second. We'll get into that. Controversy reigning supreme then again at the end of the game. For the second straight year, this happened. By the way, people forget that the same call was made late last year that aided the Rams over the Bengals. The holding call at the end of the game. We'll get into that. College basketball was good for the local teams. 
both the Radford and Virginia Tech men and women. Each got wins over the weekend. And a good crowd yesterday for Tech and Florida State as uh, Virginia Tech got on the uh, Seminoles early and just laid them out. Georgia Amore, of course, buoyed on by her appearance on the show last week, had a big game. And leave it to the plight of college basketball officiating to make us all, well, I shouldn't just assume all fans, especially Carolina fans, make us all feel sorry for Duke. I mean, Duke got absolutely hosed at the end of their game against Virginia. Cavaliers won in overtime. They still had to win in overtime, but the game never should have gotten overtime. So you have big sports again, and what's everybody talking about today, or at least many people? Outside of Kansas City, outside of former uh, also fellow NFC East fan bases, or maybe people who won money on the game, the focus is on the call at the end. And here's my stance on the whole thing. The people, I think, are saying, well, hey, he said he held him, so I had to make the call. <laughs> when you are allowed to play a certain way the entire game, right, then all of a sudden, you know, your players on the field are acclimated to playing a certain way. So you had the holding penalty come with a minute 54 to go. There had not been a defensive holding penalty the entire football game. All right. And people, I put it up on the Facebook page uh, last night, and it was a good discussion between peeps who uh, Facebook, the electric friendship generator. felt like I did, that it should not have been called. There were some saying, well, it was the right call. You can't wait till the end of the can't. Ma- it doesn't matter when it happens. you got to make the call. Well, okay. Well, if that's your stance, then why wasn't it called throughout the entire game? Especially on some of those replays, on some of those catches, or just a simple replay about that. Just about every play is, is replayed when it picks up a first down or gets good yardage. And you see that same tugging to even a greater degree go on. And the reason you're seeing it is because early on, the officials are letting it go. You're sending a message to where we're not calling that foul. Right? So James Bradbury playing the game the way it had been played at a controversial juncture, right, at the end of the game, gets flagged. And the bottom line is, whether you think it's a right call or not, an official's flag decided the game. There's no denying that the Chiefs shredded that Eagles defense. All right, people are saying, well, the Eagles were able to do this. The problem is the the Chiefs were able to. Yeah, true. Absolutely. Andy Reid, give him two weeks. He's going to be able to figure out a defense. But the bottom line is that call decided the game. I mean, you were tied at that time, right? Eagles hold him to a field goal. It's 38-35. You have about a minute 20 left. And then the whole drama was set up for this wonderful finish to complete this wonderful game that had just been awesome. And then a flag decides the game. And that's the thing that I think people are missing that are trying to say, hey, it was a call. You got to make it. Well, 
you're countering your own argument when you say, well, was it a penalty? It shouldn't matter when it was. Okay, well, then why wasn't it called the entire football game? That's all that I guess I'm talking about right now. Why then with the game on the line? Why then? And I think that's what a lot of people are missing. And there's a lot of people on Twitter who are angry today. Oh, man, oh, goodness, they were rioting in Philadelphia. Of course they are. And I thought Greg Olson, who is, by the way, now the premier analyst for the NFL, he is terrific, said on this stage, I think you have to let him play, finish this thing out. And this is a guy who was an offensive player. All right? This is a guy who would often take the side of the receiver. He says, I just, I just don't love that call. Now, many people in other sports are criticizing the call. LeBron James, I guess, the NBA is the biggest profile to tweet out. Says uh, his hand on his back had no effect on the route. This game was too damn good for that call to dictate the outcome at the end. And in basketball, they will do the same thing. And here's the other point that I make, because... Coaches say this all the time, and most of the time officials will let coaches know, knowing the kind of game that it is, what's allowed and what's not allowed in terms of how physical you can be in the post or how strictly we're going to call ball screens, things like that. So then players get acclimated, and this is what I get so frustrated about with college basketball officiating, is that you'll have one half where it's officiated a certain way and then they adjust back and start calling everything and then kids are saying, wait a minute, you gave us 20 minutes here and let us play. Now we have to adjust again. And that's kind of the situation I'm looking at it here with this call at the end of the game. They're allowed to do a little tugging, play a certain way, then at the end on something that wasn't egregious really, they throw the flag and the game's over. Des Bryant said that that wasn't a holding call, plus it was under five yards as well. It's a shame that that decided the game. And that's the bottom line. The flag decided the game. Nobody's arguing that the Chiefs shredded the Eagles' defense, the number two-ranked defense. Kirk Herbstreit says, hey, I usually don't get involved in ripping referees, but hate that defensive holding call on Bradbury. It's 35-35 late on a third down incompletion on what was at best a marginal foul. Let them play, man. Bad call. And that's what many are going to take away from this game. And that's exactly right. Herb Street's exactly right. Regardless of what you think about the call. All right. And regardless of what Bradbury says, here we are the day after the Super Bowl, and it happened exactly like I said I was dreading on Friday. The last statement I made on Friday, let's just hope we get through this game, and on Monday we're not talking about the officials. And what are we doing? (laughs) And I don't just mean us here on the show. I mean everyone. They're talking about the officials. And it's a shame, too, because it was a really fun game to watch. I thought Jalen Hurts was outstanding. Now, of course, Mahomes gets the MVP. The MVP award in the Super Bowl has now become 
you know, okay, the quarterback's usually going to get it. Mahomes made some plays. He wasn't awe-inspiring. Hurts played better for the most part other than his fumble. Only one time has a losing team been awarded the MVP. It was Chuck Halley in Super Bowl V, the Cowboys, because he had a couple picks. But here we are talking about this call. And this was a crew that we went into it had called the most penalties on average per game. And again, was it the only thing that led to the Eagles' problems? No. No. But the call itself put the Chiefs in position to end the game, and that's what happened. That you cannot deny. Whether you think it was something that should have been called and you support it, whether you're quoting Bradbury and saying, hey, even he says it's a foul, okay. It shouldn't be that way. And the thing about it, this was uh, I saw this tweet as well, and I'd forgotten about this. Michael Hurley, who's a national NFL journalist, said, just like last year, here's my issue. There were zero calls for defensive holding before Bradbury was flagged. Zero all game. Players play to the game that's being called. The infraction, such as it was, was far from egregious, but you just can't call it. Cannot, especially when you've allowed it to go the entire game. That's my point through all of this. And then he says, this is crazy. Last year's defensive holding penalty on Logan Wilson came with 147 left in the Super Bowl. Tonight's on James Bradbury came with 154 left. Both were the first defensive holding penalties of the game. Both on third down, opponents scored winning points after the penalty. Things that make you go, hmm... But there we are, Super Bowl 57 in the books, and the Chiefs win their second, and now they are uh, perceived to be a little mini-dynasty. And the Eagles, who might lose both coordinators to head coaching jobs today, whoever was going to hire Coach Gannon on the defensive side might want to reconsider. Because he had no answers for Andy Reid, who had two weeks to tweak how he wanted to attack the Eagles' defense. And that was a situation where, put the call aside, 38 points scored, and the Chiefs didn't have the ball a whole lot. They were scoring every time they had the ball. And you have to chalk that up to Andy Reid. Some of those designs where the receivers were wide open. I mean, those last two touchdown passes, I mean, you and I could have made those. Marva, who's joining us at 7.05, could have completed those two passes. Brilliant designs, and the Eagles just did not. I mean, their defense did not show up, especially in the second half. But we'll get into it, and we'll get your thoughts as well 
on uh, all this. We had plenty of people already texting the show last night as all this was happening. So. I would say it's probably 70% of the people are not happy with the call. Some, like myself, aren't sitting here saying whether, oh, it was a foul, but giving the tenor of the game, do you call it there when it's the first penalty you've called for that at that point? It's the Monday reaction of Super Bowl 57 and more stuff coming up. Stay with us. You're not off the leash yet. We're happy to have you with us and hope you'll come back often. Big Dog Sports Talk will be right back. Stay tuned. We'll be right back on WRAD. It's uh, 27 minutes past the hour. Text lines open 744-2990. So, you come back in and, uh, you know, yesterday it was afternoon and you're preparing, you know, your Super Bowl uh, goodies, little snacks, all of mine, of course, involving meat, bacon of some kind. And then mid-afternoon, they call schools two hours late when really all it was doing was raining. (laughs) And then today I come in, and those of you who, like me, are out early before 5 a.m., you know, it's a little after 4. Actually, today was a little later. I slept through the alarm because of the game. So it was about 4.45 when I headed out. I mean, the roads are bone dry. There's nothing on the roads whatsoever, yet... Schools throughout the region are either closed or opening late today. Boy, I wish I would have been in school during today with these administrators running these school districts. Here's your lists of delays this afternoon and school-related anyway. Galax actually closed. Now, they actually had a little more snow. Giles County Schools are delayed two hours. Grayson County's closed. They had a little more ice and frozen precipitation that way toward the border. With County Schools are also closed. Smith County Schools are closed. Radford City, Pulaski County, Montgomery County, all two hours late. Uh, Monroe County, West Virginia, two hours late. Giles, two hours late. See here, make sure I didn't miss any. I think that's everything. So they were just throwing their arms up, waving the white flag before really anything happened. And I have to believe that this was done primarily because... All the uh, teachers and or administrators were having their own Super Bowl parties and they kind of knew they were going to have (laughs) need a little bit more time to recover. (laughs) That's my guess. That's what I'm saying anyway. It's kind of the way it feels. Danny writes in on the text line. Of course, yes, it could be holding, but the reason it makes the NFL officiating NFL look so bad is that if one is if this one is called there are 50 identical plays that are not called. The game precedent had been set. 
But then they decide to throw the flag at the most impactful situation. It's a horrible look. And that's exactly my point, Danny. Thank you. Yes. And I think that's what people are missing. Hey, he admitted it was a foul. You got to call it, right? It's at the end of the game. I mean, it shouldn't matter. Well, yeah, it does matter. It's not even about when it was called. It was mostly because of the whole, this is something you didn't call the rest of the game prior to that. We'll be back. we got Marva and Tim Thomas later on today. minutes to the top of the hour. We have Marva joining us at top of hour number two. And then, of course, uh, coming up, Tim Thomas at 8.35. So uh, all that's happening. Of course, we're getting a lot of Super Bowl reaction from uh, yesterday. Um, people wanted me to rate the two big performances. I thought Chris Stapleton's national anthem was outstanding. Dude out there with his guitar. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought they were great. I thought he was great. That's not easy to do, man. It's not easy to do. I thought he nailed it. Uh, Rihanna, I mean, it was what it was. Uh, It wasn't offensive. Right? I didn't think it was offensive. It just wasn't good. Right? I mean, she revealed her pregnancy. She was mouthing all the songs. I mean, it was all right. I didn't detect any political BS, so that was good. That was a nice thing. I mean, it was, it just, it wasn't, it was just, it had no energy to it whatsoever, right? The halftime show. Right? He's supposed to have this energetic... I keep just going back, and the standard was set by Prince. I mean, I went back and watched... I was watching some of it last night and just remembering how great that was, and that's what it's all about. He's out there in the rain, you know, actually playing the songs and singing the songs as opposed to last night. So, not offensively bad. It just didn't... It just didn't... It didn't do anything for me. Prince's, though, set a new standard that I think everybody has just failed miserably to try to follow up. But I thought Chris Stapleton was very good, and I just kind of sat there wondering what in the hell was going on at halftime in terms of that was it? (laughs) That's it? Really? She's just going to float around up there and mouth all of her songs? Oh, look, she's pregnant. Okay, all right. 744-2990. Question here about asking about the catchability of the pass play. Does that come into the argument? Um, That is usually the argument that's made during pass interference calls, not on a holding call, right? So I don't know... If that even comes into play on a holding call. 
we usually talk about and they get together. Sometimes they'll throw a flag and then they'll pick up the flag and say that the pass wasn't catchable. And that's usually on a pass interference call. This is one that the debate comes in about the contact within five yards. That's the debate that I want to know why there was a difference from that standpoint. So no, I don't. I don't think that was the case. There were people bringing that up, but I don't. I don't know if that is true for a defensive holding call. Like usually, I've never heard them saying, "Hey, the pass wasn't catchable on a hold." That usually comes out from the um, pass interference foul when they call it. So that's a good question. It's a good question. A lot of controversy about the playing surface. You know, it was interesting. The NFL was growing that field for two years. They spent $800,000 on it. was so glad it was a natural surface, but I don't know why the field was so... I mean, just use the regular field that's in that stadium. The grass that's already there, some kind of new grass or something they were explaining. I don't know if they were just experimenting with the, uh, the turf or not. Guys were slipping all over the place, and there were a lot more people, former players and people watching, that seemed to be very angry about that as opposed to the end-of-game call that was made. And I think that's probably my take on it as well. They both were bad. (laughs) Very bad. Um... Eagles fans, very, very angry. I mean, very angry. More people saying, well, the, the cornerback's saying that he held him, so there you go, end of story. Okay. What if he'd have come out and said he didn't hold him? Would you have said the same thing? Right? Again, you just don't want the official's call to be the thing that ends the game, and that's what happened. Regardless of what you feel about the penalty, throw, throw away the argument. Here we are today talking about the officiating. All right? And I believe that is the situation, especially when you don't have a holding foul called the entire game. And that's what the officials need to be asked about. Well, you let that go. And again, several of the replays they showed um, on some of the reviews about catches – You can see the same, if not worse, jersey tugs happening the entire way down the field. Those weren't called. So, you know. And then the flag came out not immediately. It's amazing how so many people are saying because Bradbury said he held him that they should have made the call. That that, that has no bearing on the fact that the call was made or not. But the field was horrible, no doubt about it. Field was in was in bad shape. So, yeah. And that was a big part of this thing as well, was how badly the uh, the field was just tearing up as the game went on. 639 
Sam writes in, you are correct. It's a foul. It was a holding foul. But if you're not calling it the whole game, then why all of a sudden is it coming out? And the flag has to be thrown immediately. It happened within a two-yard window. The pass had already sailed over everybody's head, and the Eagles are starting to think they had held them to fourth down, and then boom, here comes the flag. That's another point. Yeah, I think the flag is thrown immediately. You're right, Sam. Sam, that's a good point. If that flag, we see the yellow come out right after they supposedly saw the hold and the official said he saw it immediately, then we're probably not talking about it. It it came out to the point late after the incompletion, and I think that also throws in some suspicion and frustrates people. I think that's a very valid point. My contention is this. Was it holding in the definition of the penalty? It was. But where was the call, as Danny wrote, the other 50 times that exact same type of situation happened? Either it's a foul then or it's a foul at the end of the game. People need to make up their mind. You're trying to make the argument some people have. You're kind of contradicting yourself. Hey, it shouldn't matter that it was at the end of the game if it's a foul. Okay, then what about the ones that were clearly shown on the other replays in the first quarter, in the second quarter? They weren't called. So if you're saying that if it was a foul then, then why weren't they called earlier, right? Hokey Bob, I've seen better lip-seeking at a kindergarten talent show regarding Rihanna's halftime. Yeah, I mean, you would, you, that's the thing, too. I mean, sing your songs, right? You're on the biggest stage you're ever going to be in, at least with more eyeballs watching you, than at any point in the rest of your career, however long that lasts. Shouldn't you be able to sing your songs Shouldn't you be able to go out there and perform live and not have it be lip-synced? Is that what we want? Do we want lip-syncing at the halftime show? I mean, why can't you sing your songs? Prince sang his songs. Weld on the guitar. But that's frustrating as well. Was it last year? It was last year, right, when they did the tribute to hip-hop? All those folks were doing their their songs, and they were running around all over the stage. (laughs) Right? I think that was last year, wasn't it, when they did the the hip-hop lineage and, uh, and all that? I have trouble remembering what happened two days ago, much less last year. But I think that was last year, right? When they had Snoop and Dre out there. And, and those folks have a lot of energy. They're running around, and, and they were they were belting out their lyrics. I Look, I give her props for being pregnant and being in that situation, hanging above the stadium. I mean, there had to be some tenuous moments. But... It wasn't a great performance. They had no energy. Not offensive at all. It wasn't like, oh, it was so terrible. It just, it just, 
it just kind of fell flat, I guess is the best way to put it. It didn't befit a Super Bowl. By the way, did you see the... They were talking about the turf, and they had like 150 guys out there after they cleared the field of all the halftime performance debris, and they're having to tamp the field back down. Look like they were putting little things in the divots they could find. I mean, is that smart? If your field has already kind of never been tested and you're growing it, and you get out there and you tear it up like that, it was much worse after halftime than it was in the first half. But they showed all these people out there like little bees on a honeycomb trying to fix the field. Or at least repair what they could. It was, it was strange. It was kind of surreal. And then you've got the Duke controversy. Leave it to college basketball officiating in 2022-23 to make people have sympathy for Duke? ACC issued a statement at the end of the Virginia game, a call that uh, was incorrect. ACC quick to get a notice out there with 1.2 seconds left. It was 58 all three into regulation. Tyrese Proctor inbounded the ball. He got it to uh, the Filipowski kid. He drove to the rim, attempted a contested finish. Reese Beekman, Ryan Dunn were there. The officials called a foul, awarding... Filipowski two free throws. Then they reviewed and they overturned the foul call, saying it came after the buzzer. And the ACC said, no, we got it completely wrong. Citing Rule 5, Section 7, Article 3C, the play should have resulted in two free throws for Duke. The rule states in part that when a foul occurs after time expires, but while the ball is in flight during a try, the period shall end when the free throw and all relative activity have been completed. And then the league was quick to say, we'll have no further comment on this matter. John Shire said that he never got any kind of clarification from the officials on why the call was overturned. He just said they told me that the call was made after the buzzer, but you can still see the ball It left his hands before .0, so I don't know exactly what that rule is. He just said, I don't know how that call can be taken away. So, it's, you know, officiating, here we go. Craziness. People happy about winning money off of that game. (laughs) Uh, And Wayne's right. Duke would have definitely not had that situation if Mike Krzyzewski is on the sideline. By the way, I saw uh, an article. You know, he hasn't been to one Duke home game this year. I don't know if that's because he knows he can't separate himself from it, but wouldn't you think you'd go support the coach that basically you installed to replace you? He's been at other games, various games, random games, but he hasn't been uh, he hasn't been at the Duke game all year long. Well, we're getting a ton of reaction this morning on the text line seven four four twenty nine ninety. Eagles fan, you have to deal with that 
Football fans who didn't have a dog in the fight have to deal with that. Kansas City fans are rejoicing, saying, how dare you question the officials. (laughs) Dallas, New York Giants, and Washington football fans are saying, yep, great call. Got to make that call. Those of you who benefited financially from the call at the wagering table, you're probably thinking, yeah, hey, it's a great call. But the other 90-plus percent are going, "Eh, in that moment, How's that the first holding call that you make? It's different. You know what? I have no problem with it, and I'm not even talking about it today. If we'd seen that call whistled four or five times throughout the game. In other words, if they'd have set the precedent, look, we're paying attention to that. We're not going to allow that this Super Bowl. And then it happened. Then you go, okay, well, they warned you. They warned you. Well, they didn't call anything like that all year. I mean, the entire game. So a precedent has been set, just like physical play in college basketball. What's a foul in the post? What's not? And then all of a sudden you change it. And on, for instance, the Devonta Smith uh, ruling down the sideline, they show that play in super slow-mo. You see the Chiefs corner tugging on the jersey the whole time. A couple of those plays across the middle. Grabbing that jersey the whole time. No flag came out, yet it comes out at the end, and it decided the game. No one's denying that the Chiefs made the uh, Eagles' defense look horrible. I don't know if it was all Andy Reid or if maybe one team responded better to the way-too-long break at halftime. And that's the way it is for every Super Bowl halftime, right? You have a certain amount of time. Usually you get out there 15 minutes later. I mean, you're out there 45 minutes, almost an hour after the second quarter. It's got to be tough to get your body back loose again, right? I don't know how much of that affected the Eagles. I think most of that was probably just, you know, what the the Chiefs were able to come up with. I'm sure they made. gives you longer time to adjust as well in the locker room. But both quarterbacks were good. You know, everybody's making such a big deal out of Mahomes being the MVP. Look, the quarterback is 98% of the time, much like the Heisman Trophy winner, is going to be a quarterback. Your Super Bowl MVP is going to be the quarterback, even if they don't have this mind-blowing game. And Mahomes did not. He, he, was, a, he was good. He was solid. I mean – He acted as if his ankle had been amputated when he got hurt before halftime, but the way he ran on that one scramble for 23 yards, I think uh, think he was okay. He denied having anything put in there to kill the pain. I don't know why you deny that. Clearly, that's what happened. It's what happens in the NFL. (laughs) They they shoot you up for the rest of the game and say, go on, you're good. You won't feel any pain. Just go on it. I thought Jalen Hurts was really good. He had that fumble. Moment was not too big for him in his first Super Bowl. And now the Eagles, it's interesting. You know, I saw Sirianni, their coach, say, hey, we'll get back here. Yes, we're going to learn from this. Okay. All right. Well, you're going to lose both coordinators. Dan Marino said the same thing. 
After the 49ers whipped the Dolphins. Yeah, you know, we'll be all right. We'll learn. We're going to learn from this. Never made it back to the game. All right, we'll take a break. Come back, wrapping up hour one. Remind you what's ahead. Good conversation. Good good back and forth. Text line at 744-2990. Most schools here in the NRV are two hours late because everything is completely dry and the roads are clear. We'll be back. Take the big dog for a walk. Oh, just the big lad walking around all licking up. Listen to Big Dog Sports Talk anywhere with the TuneIn app. More BDSD next on WRAD. All right. Barbara will join us from Miami leading off hour two. Tim Thomas at 835. We'll get to the hoops weekend as well. Still lots of reaction from the Super Bowl coming in here on this Monday. We'll be back to stay with you. 